Good evening, everybody. And we are beginning the third Perik, Perik Shlishi, the long Perik. But the most fundamental in terms of practical Cheshben HaNefesh that Cheves Avavis gives over to us. And we begin here with this short introduction and then we'll go one by one, Cheshben after Cheshben, each contemplation, contemplating one awareness, one idea after the next. And as, as we'll see, he'll take us through wondrous things that are transpiring in our life and how Hashem deals with us and how we are supposed to respond to that. So let's begin. How many different areas and how many fronts is it possible to make a cheshben anefesh? And again, cheshben anefesh means how many things should we have contemplating in our minds to therefore that it would push us, it would compel us, it would give us greater inspiration to do more. How many areas? That I'll say, there's really numerous numerous types of ways that we could think of ways to propel us to serve Hashem better. However, I, says the Chavis of will explain 30 different ideas, 30 different contemplations of what a person could think about, make a self-accounting of that, to be able to, again, propel him and push him further to serve Hashem properly. And these 30 will be ideas of what a person, how a person will be obligated to serve Hashem when a person thinks about them. That's what Chesh ben is here in Chavaz We think about this idea, he says, wow, did that really behooves me? To serve Hashem properly. That really behooves me to think about what I'm about to do. Am I doing enough for Hashem? So on and so forth. And this will help if he takes it upon himself to think about it. Without thinking about it, it stays here and never gets to the heart. It stays in the mind, doesn't get to the heart. So we have to take upon ourselves to contemplate it, to think about it, and to always remember it. Wow. And as we'll go from one to the next to the next, we have a lot to remember. But it's okay, when we, the more we review them in our mind, they'll be there, they'll be in the back burner, but they'll always be able to be remembered. Harishai, let us begin, Beis Hashem, with the first Cheshben. Harishai, the first says, Kishi yistakel odam binyan atzmai. Really a person who contemplates his very existence, his being born, his existence in this world as a human being who walks the face of this earth. And he has to think about the beginning of his existence, and his emergence from the fact that he was non-existent beforehand, and now he became existent. The fact that he was nothing and he is now something. We know HaKadosh created the whole world. Yesh me'ayin. Ex nihilo. Hashem created the world. There was nothing before Hashem created the world. And then it came to being. Vayoymer Hashem. Hashem said it should be. There should be light. There should be a sky. There should be a sun, a moon. There should be animals. There should be birds. There should be people. 
Hashem brought everything into existence. So mankind and every person thereafter is a creation from nothing, from non-existent to being. And we say, well, of course, I mean, I was supposed to be here. I have to be here. Says the Chavazam, it's not the case. There's nothing that we did to deserve it. There's nothing that we advanced before we were created that our Shem should say, oh, him I need to create. That's not the case. It's Hashem's kindness. His goodness is generosity. So the, the, the mere fact, the very fact that a person was created in this world and he exists with no doing of his own. So why does he exist? It's only because Hashem's kindness, Hashem's generosity to this person that He created him. And as my Rebbe de Mashkiach Zogazunzain explained, it's really this whole world and the people in it is only for our goodness. And we have to, we have to learn that well. It's not for Hashem's purpose. Hashem doesn't need us. Let's understand that. Let's, let's be clear about it. Hashem doesn't gain anything that we are created. Hashem doesn't need us. There's a, a passage that we say, one of the first things we say when we wake up in the morning, and one of the last things we say when we go to sleep at night. And that's the passage of Adoin Oilam. Adoin Oilam, Hashem is the master of the universe. He's the master of the universe. Hashem Molach, that reign that was reigned supreme, that was king, before he created any being, Hashem was king already. Hashem existed before he created this world. So Hashem was king without it. That's what we say every morning and every evening. And at the end of that we say that and when everything will cease to exist, and when this world will stop, the awesome one Hashem will again reign supreme, alone. So Hashem doesn't need us to be the king. Hashem is the king without us. He was the king, and He will be the king without us. So why are we here? So the, we say in Adain Elam, However, when He saw to it, there was a time when He decided, with this great desire, He decided that He wants to give an opportunity for beings, and those beings were neshamis. He wanted to give the ability for souls to recognize him as the supreme king. And by, by, by recognizing that Hashem is the king, those neshamas then will be able to bask in that glory of the king. But Hashem went further than that, as Mesilus Hashem tells us in the beginning of his Sefer in Perek Aleph. Hashem went further than that. Hashem says, I want this goodness that I am bestowing upon these beings called souls, neshamas, I want it to be perfect. I want it to be, they're not I just create them and they're able to just be in my presence and realize and recognize who the king is and thereby be able to be filled with blissfulness by recognizing and being near the gloriful king. I want them to feel it so that they earn it. I wanted to feel it, that they can feel that they earned this right, this privilege to be near Hashem. So Hashem did not merely create the souls with Him in Shemayim, in the next world, but first He sent the souls down to this world. 
that they can go for a period of time in this world, be challenged by all of the trials and tribulations that a person goes through in this world, thereby conquering the Sahara, earning the reward that's awaiting for him and his neshama in the next world. In this world, you can't just be a neshama. Souls can't exist by themselves in this world. And therefore Hashem had to encase the soul in a body. Then it can be, we live in this world. Just like an astronaut can, can live in outer space without a suit, an astronaut suit, so too our souls can't exist in this world without a suit called the guf, the, the, the body. And therefore we have body and soul and they together work to be able to overcome challenges, do the mitzvahs, and then we go through this corridor. This world is a corridor. And then ultimately to lead up to Elam And Hashem created Elam First stop Elam this world, then getting to Elam in order, for one reason, that these beings called souls, which first are made body and soul, and then the soul departs, and then the soul can then earn its reward and enjoy that existence next to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in the next world, feeling that he earned it. And that's why Hashem created us. Hashem doesn't need it for Himself. Hashem created it for us. That we're able to then bask in his, the presence of His glory in the divine presence of the Shekhinah. So really, if you think about it, if a person was created in this world, that means Hashem chose him to have this goodness, have this ability to have this goodness if He does what He's supposed to in this world. So just the contemplation of that, contemplating one's existence without having any previous earning of it, just Hashem's tuvai Hashem's kindness and goodness and generosity that He created each and every one of us. Once we know that, V'yir B'sichli has to think with His intellect. Hashem also created plant life and sea creatures and the animal kingdom. But yet He created the human being whose capacity is intellect and his ability and his understanding is much greater than those below him. He's much higher in his level. In so many ways he's greater in terms of his understanding and recognition than animals, from plant life, the inanimate objects. And when we contemplate that further, so we're really obligated. It behooves us to thank Hashem for being a human being that has understanding, that has intellect, that is able to think for himself, to express himself and overcome challenges and earn a reward. The, the, uh, the uh, dog walking down the block gets no scharanayinish. She has no word, reward and punishment. And the peacock could spread its beautiful tail. It looks exquisite, but he gets no reward and punishment. And neither the grizzly bear or the ant who does fascinating work in terms of building ant holes. But yet the human being, who is far greater in so many capacities, has that ability. And he says, this idea that we come out to existence, he says, I'll give you a simple, very easy, understandable mushal. Just think for a moment. Imagine as a little child. We have our own little children. We had our own little children. We have our own little grandchildren. You think about them. And if you take this little child 
because we don't remember when we were little children. But you take this little child, and he shlachta iba mamasila. And imagine the mother would just put him on the side of the road, and then leave. And here is a, a baby, helplessly, laying there in the street. But over on the saying a man walks by and sees this baby laying on the street, unattended, nobody caring for it. V'chomalolav takes pity on it. And he gathers it into his house, and he takes care of this child, and he raises it, and he feeds it, and he dresses the child, and he bathes the child. Until he's already old enough, and he has his own intellect. He's now independent. Imagine this child now, 18 years later. How much with this helpless child who was taken in by this family? And given and raised, how much would he just run to do anything for his adoptive parents? Anything he would command, or warn him against, of course he would listen. And he says, that's the marshal. We were put into this world, and who went through all of the development until we came into this world? It was only Hashem's taking care of us throughout this. And because of that, that we are we exist, and we're able to have our dependence. We're able to have our independence now. Certainly, the marshal is also true for us, of, of our parents who cared for us all of this time as well. But just the mere fact that the fact that we became into existence, being helpless, couldn't do it on our own, certainly we have to have that feeling of gratitude to Hashem. To Hashem. And therefore, he ends the final paragraph here in the first Cheshben, that Hashem protected us, and He provided us throughout. So too, we have to be drawn after service of Hashem, except the mitzvahs that He has put upon us. Also, the prophet of our nation, He also, He implored us to understand this. When he said, Is this the way you pay back Hashem? I'm novel. You're a novel nation. Novel, says the Ramban. You're someone who pays back goodness with bad. I'm novel. How could you be so in, in, ungrateful? How could you be an ingrate? How could you not see how much goodness you've had from Hashem? And you're even, you're not wise by looking in the future. Who is the one who gives you everything? So besides being ungrateful, you're also not wise to understand that you still need Hashem for the future. He also explained it even more. Similar to this marshal that we were just thrown to the side, helpless, no one to, 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 to take care of us, and Hashem gathered us up, and sharing that whole idea, Hashem gathered us up, and we saw all the miracles that Hashem did for us in Mitzrayim and beyond. So this is the first Cheshman contemplating our very existence into this world and being here, and therefore thanking Hashem and understanding with His goodness and kindness, and therefore it behooves us to serve Hashem properly. Agutenacht.